This is On Call, a podcast by Code Blue. Health is a human right. Hello, I'm Kanmani Batumalai from Code Blue. Welcome to On Call's talk show. Last week we had a discussion with Klang MP YB Charles Sandhyago on the Ministry of Health's 2022 budget. This week Banda Kuching MP YB Kelvin Yi is here to share his thoughts and expectations towards the next year's health budget. The government has allocated 32.4 billion ringgit for MOH under budget 2022, a limited increase of about 1.5% from 31.9 billion ringgit allocated in Budget 2021. Malaysia is still facing threats from the COVID-19 pandemic, especially from the newly emerged variants of concern. On the other hand, MOH is also required to clear a huge backlog of over 59,000 procedures. Not forgetting the late detection of chronic diseases like cancer, heart problems, kidney diseases and diabetes. In such a situation, YBE As the chairman of the Parliament's Health Science and Innovation Committee, how do you see MOH's budget 2022? So basically, um, we see a meager uh, 1.5% increase in this year's health budget. And uh, while it is an increase, it is clearly an inadequate health budget. The uh, fact of the matter is, uh, we did not learn uh, from our experience in a pandemic and this was a missed opportunity to set some strong foundations, especially to compensate for under a long-term and chronic underinvestment in our healthcare system. So, as I said, it is an increase, but yet a grossly inadequate healthcare budget. When there is an increase in the overall health budget compared to last year, YBE, why do you say that this is an inadequate budget? Um, number one, As our country transitions into endemic COVID-19, uh, in order for us to transition safely and also sustainably, one of the most important parameters is to strengthen and to increase our public health capacity. And through this budget itself, uh, it has not shown to lay foundations to that as well as even long-term uh, um, um, reforms that is needed to make sure our healthcare capacity is sufficient. Um, it does not address uh, even issues such as um, the backlog of cases. We have reportedly about 57,000 uh, backlog of uh, non-COVID cases, and I'm talking about medical and surgical. And even if uh, if we go by uh, the DG Nohe Sham's uh, statement that these procedures can even go up to 150,000 if we include non-essentials. So these are issues that need to be dealt with because if we delay such procedures any longer, the prognosis of the patient will be affected and then we will pay for it. The cost will come eventually. So in order to address such issues, um, a, a meager increase is insufficient because in order to address this backlog, you need Uh, number one, either more workforce, which is not shown uh, in, in this budget, or number two, uh, special allocations to decan such patients to the private sector. And this involves special allocations, which again, it is not shown uh, in this budget itself. Uh, on top of that, uh, we know there is a ticking time bomb even before COVID-19, which is uh, uh, NCD issues in Malaysia. Uh, while there is an increase of about 200 million allocation sorry there's a 200 million allocation to public health uh, that is welcome but i think that more has to be done uh, to address this ticking time bomb which implication may be even bigger 
uh, than COVID-19 itself. And looking at the trajectory of our country, especially when it comes to aging population or what I call the silver tsunami, uh, this is an issue that we really need to deal with. We need to set foundations uh, to address this uh, lack of investment and lack of preparations to deal with an aging tsunami plus the high prevalence of NCDs among them. And on top of that, um, while there is multiple mentions of mental health in the budget speech, but if we look at the figures and the numbers itself, it is not proportionate to the impact of this silent pandemic, silent mental health pandemic uh, due to COVID-19 to really address it in a holistic level. Do you think this budget addressed the healthcare needs of people from Sabah and Sarawak? I think... Um, it is, of course, inf- insufficient. I mentioned just now, you need a, a, a serious expansionary budget. And I'm not talking about the general budget, but expansionary health budget to address a chronic underinvestment, especially in the Borneo states. Uh, one of the um, missed opportunities I see in this budget is majority uh, of the budget goes into operation expenditures rather than development expenditures, even in the health budget itself. So this, of course, does not address... Uh, um, increasing capacity or, or, or of, of, the, of the infrastructure in, in Sabah and Sarawak, especially in the rural areas and the clinics. So, so both sides, the hardware in terms of infrastructure that is already severely lacking and the software, which is uh, manpower, especially to help in the rural areas of Sabah and Sarawak and even certain areas in Peninsula Malaysia. Unlike previous years, there is a significant increase in the Health Ministry's public health allocation for 2022. As we are still battling with the COVID-19 pandemic, how do you see this rise in public health allocation? Of course, as I mentioned just now, it is good and I hope that it is well spent, especially to address um, chronic issues and not just on COVID-19, but as I said, a bigger time bomb, which is the NCDs issue. But um, it is, again... It's an increase, inadequate, but more importantly, it has to be properly spent uh, to targeted, specific, efficient and effectively uh, address such issues. YBE, you are repeatedly emphasising the importance of spending the allocation well. How exactly the public health allocations can be spent well or what are the specific areas that MOH should focus on under the public health sector? I think one of the ways that we can can see it well spent is to, to, to increase capacity of our primary care. I would actually like to see an, an, uh, uh, an increased budget for Perka B40, uh, but there was not. Uh, that's another disappointing point because I think um, health screening, catching issues such as NCDs early, it is the key to address it uh, properly. So in order to address NCDs, uh, we need to screen them early, treat them early, intervene early, only then uh, we can address it. So I hope even some of these uh, budget uh, locations will be pumped into awareness on NCDs and even uh, um, complement the Perkabi 40 program to increase screening. What do you think about the government's intention to reduce excise duty on uh, liquid or gel products containing nicotine used for electronic cigarettes and vapes as this clearly shows that the government is aiming at regulating e-cigarettes and vapes in the country. I think it is a tough and tough decision, a complicated decision. I think this the government needs to be very clear on their intention and plans. Uh, fact of the matter is in order to regulate it, they must first amend the uh, Poison Acts, I think 1940-54, uh, 
to recognize a vape, which is now not recognized and technically is an illegal product. So I am personally uh, not for uh, government promoting or encouraging such products because it will have uh, long-term implications, especially to the health of, of Malaysians. Uh, but I recognize that uh, we are a bit down, far down the line in terms of how this industry has grown. And then uh, uh, we need to, to, be, to be tactful addressing this issue uh, but the government must set up clear strategies how after uh, taking a decision to regulate this item how to make sure that the sales of such items uh, do not search exponentially or do not be seen promoting such uh, habits and practices especially among the younger generations. Finally, what do you think about the temporary solutions provided to the contract healthcare personnel under the budget 2022? This seems like a never-ending problem or do we really have some long-term measures to end this problem? Again, I think the long-term solution is they need to um, do a, a very comprehensive review on the needs of healthcare workers, uh, not just in the public sector but also in the private sector in our whole country. Then from there, uh, once you get the figures, and I'm talking about uh, uh, to pro- uh, uh, comprehensive uh, figures to, to provide good quality care, and with that figures, then deal uh, with uh, the JPA to make sure that they increase uh, permanent postings for these people. So $100 million that was allocated in this budget for training and, of course, specialization. It is, again, is a good step, but it is insufficient because if we look at the total um, I'll say locations for permanent posting it, it has not increased so again um, long term my view on top of the review um, the decision to of employment should be passed down to Ministry of Health they should be empowered to make that decision rather than JPA um, because Ministry of Health will understand better the needs situation and uh, on, on the ground especially or especially in the rural areas and, and, and all hospitals and clinics around Malaysia and they have the budget to make such a decision of employment. Thanks YBE for sharing your insights with us. Let's talk more on other pertinent healthcare issues and policies in the next episodes of On Call. Have a nice day.